0: Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either
1: by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless.
0: Praise the Lord. Jesus is real. You know it? I said Jesus is real.
1: Yeah, is real.
0: Praise God! If you got Him and you let Him, you can live it.
1: Right.
0: You hear me? I said you can live it if you got it and you listen to Him. Right? New Testament is full of instruction after you get saved. Right. That's what it's about. I got some stuff here. I want all the young folks. I don't know if I got enough, but I want all the young folks. And I get to preaching, come up here and get one of these. Little tracks called Rats in the Beer Vats. A lot of people never heard of it. It's an old track, but they're still doing the same thing. Don't let them kid you. And <clears throat> if you'd go to some of them, you could. They might be a little different, but it's still a bunch of slop. Rats in the beer vats. Drink a little rats. I want them to take one of them there. If they read it, they can pass it on. Or they can, uh, when they're in the store twist it up, I don't mean twist it, but fold it up fine, stick it down in the six-pack somewhere, and leave it there, and they'll call me and give me a cuss, and I'll ask them how they liked it. Anyway, then I got a few tracks for the young preachers, or whoever wants them, on the entire sanctification by M.W. Knapp. He was a good holiness writer. You don't need to fuss about things. You just need to let people read about it, and, and you know, live it, and they'll see. Amen. This book about Maria Monk, a bunch of people been asking. They said they didn't get the uh, address, the awful disclosures of Maria Monk. You can order that and get this tape. You need it anyway. Not because I preached it, but you need it. Christian Truth and Victory Publications, Route 5, Box 252A. Christian Truth and Victory Publications, Route 5, Box 252A, like in Apple, Alexandria, Minnesota, 56308. Phone number 612 846 0835. Brother George Davis has compiled a bunch of poems in a, in a book. he got 50, 51, 54 pages, poems on both sides, and uh, his daughter, Sister Nora Ruth, is uh, here. You can get one from her, buy one from her, whatever. The, I don't know, she didn't say anything about what it was, but you need to help man in printing. Our little paper, I appreciate everything people do, and uh, we spend about 700 a month on that. So, uh, uh, you know, you have to have money. If they just won't print it free, they won't do it. They never have. And so you, you, where is Sister Nora Ruth? Stand up, Sister. Mike, stand up for This is uh, George Davis's daughter and son-in-law. Okay, thank you. She wanted me to do that and I'm glad to do it. Amen. Well, glad Brother Gabbard finally made it in. We really love Brother John and his family. I only get started as quick as I can, but I run on to a bunch of gold. I went there hunting for something, and I found some more stuff. and didn't find what I was looking for, but I found some more. That's the exciting part of, you know, being a pack rat, is you get to get those treasure old and new.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. They accuse me of being a pack rat and a junk man, but when they want something, they come to me. <laughs> Amen. Gary Phil said we're going to straighten this junk up, and we did, but it needs it again now. But that was a while back uh, and he found round in back a real nice light fixture, it's cast iron, beautiful. And he said, you know, I said, leave it alone. Bunch of junk, you can't have it, you leave, it's still there, too. I wouldn't let him have it. I mean, you come call me and you said, I got nothing but a bunch of junk, don't be a begging none of it now because one man's trash is another man's treasure. Amen. Well, uh, over 2,000 years ago—don't forget these tracks on beer against beer—over 2,000 years ago Socrates said, "'Could I climb to the highest place in Athens? I would lift my voice and proclaim, "'Fellow citizens, why do you turn and scrape every stone?' to gather wealth and take so little care of your children. Did you hear what that man said? To whom one day you must relinquish it all. Could I climb to the highest place in Athens, I would lift my voice and proclaim. Fellow citizens, why do ye turn and scrape every stone to gather wealth and take so little care of your children to whom one day you must relinquish it all? I saw tomorrow look at me from little children's eyes and thought how carefully we would teach if we were really wise. I just won't give that to you. Amen. In Romania, a while back, they passed out all the Bibles. man came running and asked, have you got any more Bibles? They said, no. What are those boxes over there? he said. They said, those are what the Bibles came in. He said, can I have one of those boxes so I can look at the box and think about the Bible. Thought I'd give you that. Just thought I'd tell you about that, amen. Here we are swamped with Bibles, got more stuff than uh, we know what to do with. People just wanted a box to look at, so you could think about the Word of God. Let me read you something else. I'll get into preaching here as soon as I get this gold to you. I'll read it all. Did you ever hear the song, Dying from Home and Lost? You know why that song was written? Only a prayer, only a tear, oh, if sister and mother were here, only a song for comfort and cheer, only a word from that book so dear. Two young men who had... uh, been brought up together in a distant state, came to Kansas City to get a start in the world. They were employed in laboring on the piers of one of the great railroad bridges in the Missouri River. An accident occurred in which several men were injured. Among them was one of these young men who was fatally crushed. He was taken into one of the tents in which the laborers were living. And being conscious, he was told by the physicians that he could live only a few hours. He requested his companions to pray with him and stated that he was not prepared to die. His friend assured him that he did not pray for himself and was not fit to pray for a dying man. Then he asked that a song might be sung, but was again assured by his friend that he knew no song appropriate to an occasion like that. Finally, he begged that a Bible might be brought, and a few verses read to him before he died. The tents and cabins were searched. There was not a copy of the Word of God to be found. And so, among his last words, the dying man exclaimed, And is it possible that away from home, And without a prayer, a song, or a verse of Scripture, I am to be ushered into the presence of God, unprepared. Okay, I'll skip some. You might have heard this, this won't take long. You can be turning to Ephesians 5 if you want to, and Genesis 1, 2. Uh, Attendance excuses don't wash. How many of you heard this? Attendance excuses don't wash. Ridiculing the time-worn excuses people give for not attending church, a pastor wrote in his parish paper a satirical piece, called 10 Reasons Why I Never Wash. Yeah. I was made to wash wash as a child. People who wash are hypocrites. They reckon they are cleaner than other people. There are so many different kinds of soap, I could never decide which one was right. I used to wash, but it got so boring I stopped. I still wash on special occasions, like Christmas and Easter. None of my friends wash. I'm still young. When I'm older and have it got a bit dirtier, I might start washing. People who make soap are only after your money.
1: Hate
0: to bore you things like that, but you know, it's just good. I just had to give it to you. Anyway, turn as you have. i got some more stuff, but I'm going to let it go. Amen. Uh, Turn to, uh, yeah, wait just a minute, though, before I do that. Smoking death toll, 434,000 and counting. Could we at least have a moment of silence if 434,000 Americans were to die in the Persian Gulf War? Governments would topple. They're about to get another one over there in case you didn't know it. It's not over yet. Even Saddam said it's not over yet. I told somebody during the Iraqi war, is talking about, and I don't know why they didn't get him. I said, I'm not, I'm just not quite sure that they can. Right now. I don't think he's the Antichrist. No, I don't. I think myself, the Antichrist will come out of Syria. Mike Roberts straightened me out, if that's not right. Um, the world and the world order, as we know it, would be shaking these foundations. And by the way, I want Mike to straighten me out on stuff like that. Yet, last week, the Centers for Disease Control announced that 434,000 Americans died in 1988 from tobacco-related causes. Poor old holiness preachers, preaching against something that's killing 434,000 people a year. What's the matter with them? Poor little fellas. Anyway, turn with me. I don't know. I don't know why it is. I've got such a strong load on me about this meeting, this time. I've been so tore up about it. It's about to affect my health. Amen. I don't need no sympathy at all. It wouldn't do a bit of good. But I need prayer. Amen. In Ephesians, Then I'm going to go to to Genesis. (coughs) If I don't decide to take one of these other verses, but I'm going to end up over there. In Ephesians 5, we have some very uh, enlightening things, I think. It says in verse 21, uh... (coughs) I'd like to read the whole chapter, but I'm not going to. In verse 21 it says, "...submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God." Um, Then it says, "...wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Um, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, now don't get nervous, sisters, don't get nervous. Uh, women kind of cringe when you go to reading stuff like this because uh, the same spirit on the outside of the church gets inside of it. And the uh, <coughs> women want to be, uh, you know, liberated. I don't know what in the world they want to be liberated from, but they say they want to be liberated. Of course, it's just the uh, uh, lip movement that's doing most of that. The women's lip movement. You know, you know. The yakking devils is the ones that's causing all that stuff. One one hellish woman God prayer took her out of school. One hellish woman. It's a dirty shame when one of hell's hussies can do what she's done and people not even seem to get excited about it. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body due to that fact therefore as the church is subject unto Jesus says Christ so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything then it says husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself fortieth that he might sanctify and cleanse it with washing water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and holiest consist in these aforementioned verses and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, and of his flesh, and of his bones, and that's the reason that a man shall leave his father and mother for this cause, so that's the reason, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. It's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, even though I'm speaking about Christ and the church, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see. Now, I want to be emphatic about both parts. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, did you get it? Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, talking to the man now, so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Just as well get it on.
1: going to get hot today.
0: I reckon done already lit the fire it's going to get hot today (laughs) amen Amen. glory to god well let's just see what brother simon has to say about it before we proceed one fellow said the bible has to say something twice or three times to preach his doctrine i don't believe a word of it But that's what he said. I don't no more believe the Bible has to say something two or three times to preach it than nothing. I believe all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. I ain't going to have time to preach about that this time, I don't think. It doesn't look like it. I've had about four things working on me, and this one's working the hardest. Today, if I can get all get it off, I'll see what God will help me with the next one. But I don't think I'm gonna get to one I really wanted to this time. But I might. This one will be enough, probably. If Callie will pray hard. This one will be enough for this time. First Peter 3. Likewise. You wise, be in subjection to your own husbands. The women think I'm going to preach on them, and I am. And the men don't think I'm going to preach on them, but I am. We're going to even the score today. Amen. If you're a rat, you might ought to leave, because you're going to hear it today, the Lord willing. And I hope you're not, I'm not saying you are. Likewise, you wise, be in subjection to your own husbands that if that husband does not obey the word, that if any obey not the word, unbelieving husband. Somebody say, my husband ain't saved. There's a way to get him saved. If he wasn't saved when you got him, and you were, I don't know what God's going to do with you, because you wouldn't listen to start with. Now, who's going to say amen to that? Boy, I wish somebody would have told me. uh, Brethren, I don't mind being talked to. I wish somebody would have told me yesterday, when I was preaching that Sue Cole, Sister Sue Cole, a queen among the holiest people. Precious girl. Not a girl no more, of course. She's over her back in me, and I didn't know it. I can't, I I don't have wide-angle vision. I just got, I just see with one eye, anyway. But bless God, I hope I got more than half cents, but I just see good with one eye. So I can't sweep this whole, uh, and usually it's right in here, and I can't sweep her across. I wish somebody told me, said, hey, hey, preacher, she's a backing you. I wish somebody would have told me that. It got mighty quiet yesterday. Man alive, it got quiet there for a while. Come on, man, shake a bush, do something. Likewise, you wise being in to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may be without the word. We are the only Bible this careless world will read. We are the sinner's gospel. We are the scoffer's creed. We are the Lord's last message left in deed and word. What if the type is crooked? What if the print is blurred? No wonder Bunsen, if I remember right, on his deathbed, got saved, I think, and he told his wife, said, my dear, that's the way they talked then, in thy face I have seen the light of the eternal. It's you that brought me to God. That they may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wise, while they behold your chaste conversation, pure, living, holiness, living, coupled with fear, which is reverence and respect. Whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plaiting the hair and wearing of gold and putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Uh, I'm, not too, uh, I'm not too good on some stuff. Really, I'm not. I, I'm not a professional on anything, but I'm not too good on some stuff. But I don't understand why that women even want to wear stuff. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, do you think it helps and, and that it, it makes you look better? I mean, to have something on each ear that looks like trying to balance your brain on both sides, do you, do you think that really does any good? And God is against cutting the flesh. and take little babies and girls and go down and have a hole stuck through each year, and now the men's even doing it, bunch of wimps. They are.
1: Come on. Come on. Come on. Right.
0: Now don't hit me with your purse. <laughs> Amen. Come Praise God. Come on now. Come on. Praise God. Come on, boys. If you got any in here, take, take them high heels on, and take them on the seat there and listen a little while, will you? Come on. Come on. Amen. I don't know if I can remember or not, but some, some, Mal Kerr told about some fellow at the ball game. And down, on down below was some, uh, uh, some uh, man and, and, uh, and something uh, with him. And he thought, and he said, uh, look at that, uh, look at that, uh, 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 look at that boy down there. and uh, and he said, uh, look dark making a fool out of, out of himself. And uh, and uh, and that person there that, uh, said, "I'll have you know that's that's my daughter." And he said, uh, I, "I didn't uh, I didn't know that you uh, that you was his, uh, his uh, uh, dad." Uh, he said, "I'm not. I'm his, I'm his mother." So he got so many she-he's and he-she's. You don't know what she from ma- he. And now the men are going stick in the earrings. They say the gaze wears it in the right ear. I don't know if that's true or not. It, it looked to me like it'd be perverted to put them in either one, but they say right is wrong and wrong and left is right. I don't know if that's so or not. I ain't going to stay there long enough to try to figure some of it out. Who's adorning they're not being goes on down, but that'd be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in old time, the holy women, also who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection, unto their own husbands. They adorned themselves with a meek and a quiet spirit, They adorned themselves of what God gives the hidden man of the heart. The word man is a generic word, sometimes mean male or female. And uh, in this case, look like it's a woman. Sure, look at it. Look at it. Come on, you can read the English language, can't you? But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price, and went right on, for after this manner in old time, the holy women, the holiness women, Israel's separated race, also who trusted in God, adorned themselves with this meek and quiet spirit, and they were in subjection to their own husbands, and Sarah was one of them. She obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, spelled with a small letter, of course, which meant her head over her, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Then it said, likewise, let me talk to you husbands. Ye husbands dwell with these wives, according to knowledge, dwell with these wives, giving honor Ta ta. Did you hear that? Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. A while back there was a preacher, was picked up somewhere at the airport or whatever, and, him and the lady was with him. And they took the preacher to eat, I think, and went on uh, about other things. He's going to come preach there. And she got in the car and shut the door herself. And I'm not saying it's uh, evil not to do that, but, uh, uh, but, uh, and different things he did. And he never paid no attention to her at all. He never said a word to the uh, to the preacher about who she was. And, and uh, after a while, he said, Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce my wife to you. And he said, I knew he was your wife. He said, You wouldn't treat no other woman like you are her. I knew as her. Don't shout, brethren. Not all at once you confuse the meeting. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered you like that are you bible crazy today i mean do you dig it today is it your meat and drink today oh i love the lord i love the lord if you don't love your wife you're a lion Oh, God pray, Brother John, get a hold of God, Lester, bomb it now, amen, I'm into it. Um, just in case you didn't know it, just in case you didn't know it, um, the Bible does not say that God made Adam a helpmate. You say, Preacher, it did. I said it never. And I dare you to stand up and read it to me. Right now. Well, you say you're talking awful bold. I mean, I said I dare you to stand up and read it to me. Any of you. Right now. Well, if it doesn't say that, Preacher, since you're so smart, what did it say? Well, I wouldn't talk like that if I didn't have it, the barrel done hammered back on it. I wouldn't say that. You know it wouldn't. After God made all the animals and let Adam name them, after God made everything and man was in the garden, God looked and seen and said, it's not good that man be alone. And in Genesis two eighteen, God said, and the Lord God said, It is not good. Now, if God says it's not good, look like smart people could see that. It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Oh, oh. Now, that's different, ain't it? Yeah, it is. That's why I said what I said. I will make him and help meet for him. M-E-E-T. Which means I will make him something, a living being like him, that is an advantage to him, that is suitable for him, that is proper and fitting for him. Did you know that, brothers? God bless you today. God bless you. So he uh, he put his anesthetic on Adam, knocked him out as cold as a wedge, said, so General, he didn't even know it. And he... Uh, Probably Adam, you know, had noticed that there's no creature like him in the first place, and he was alone, and and he's created in God's image, and he noticed that the, none of the animals were like him. I'm like Lester. He's talking about that. they say we came from monkeys and apes and baboons and and gorillas and no telling what, and they're trying to decide if we come out of thick soup or thin soup, and they are, really, they are, and they say we come from monkeys and. And they'd get completely mad if you told them it looked like one. They would, yeah, they would. Amen. Pray, pray now, pray. Listen, please. So after God had made Adam and took him out of, took, took Eve, took a rib out of Adam's side, not his foot. I said, not his foot. and not out of his head, but out of his side, to walk beside him. Yeah, yeah. And that's what she's supposed to do. And he's supposed to be glad to have her there. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, I mean woman, and uh, because she was taken out a man. Therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and mother. You know, when you get married, it's not mom and dad now seems like it's pretty hard for some of the men to get broke from home. They want uh, they want Sweetie to leave everything and, and, you know, and even talk about their in-laws and don't tell them what all, but they won't go back to the house real often. Yeah. Hard to wean them. Some of them been on a bottle so long, it's going to take years to get them off of it. I suggest, brethren, that if you get married and are planning on getting married, be sure and remember from now on out, it's it's us, it's us. There's been some real trouble come over that. And parents, I know there's times that you might be asked something, but whatever you do, be sure and get the favor of that daughter-in-law and that son-in-law, and treat them right and stay out of their private business. Let them alone. Let them alone. Because it did say, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Well, you, you, you don't already see what I'm talking about today, and I sure do hope that I can... You know, do it justice and uh, and help you. There's a lot of things I don't claim to know. I really don't. But uh, but by reading the Bible, we, uh, uh, we 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 learn quite a bit. God knew best, and 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 really, uh, if man and woman will do it, they can have a little heaven on earth. There's not anything, as a matter of fact, uh, there's just not, you know, the Bible is a a reasonable book. And there's just not, uh, it's it's never unreasonable, and all of its teaching is true, and it always works. It never fails to work. There's never been a human on earth, it's impossible or anybody to come to the Lord on God's terms and not be saved. Yeah. That's right. There's no it, it's no record nowhere ever of anybody ever coming to God on his terms, and they're not all that stern and hard. Really, they're not all that stern and hard. And if you will come to God on God's terms, he will be saved. And if people will take the Bible as a guide in life, uh, there'll be a lot less trouble, and I'm thoroughly convinced that the main attack today from the devil on uh, in the church—it's not just an attack on the church. The main thrust of Satan's attack today is on the home. I said it's on the home. The devil, in the first place, was a home wrecker. I said he was a home wrecker. He came in and wrecked Eden, where, 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 and he caught Eve. He caught Eve, he waited. I don't know how long he waited. I don't think it's a one-week deal. I think he waited, and waited, and waited. It seems to me that he did, and he caught Eve away from her husband. Be careful, girls, ladies, sisters. Be careful about getting too far away from your husband. Be right there with him. Let all this be done, just us. If you don't make it, I told told him someplace, and I still haven't got it done. But I told him somewhere. I think I told him at Verona. I preached on this up there. Not the same thing, of course. I never preach the same thing. I couldn't do that. But uh, I preached about this subject, and they seemed to be glad that it did. And I didn't intend to preach it here. I intended to preach on. Two or three other things, but I, but I felt such a need for it that uh, that I feel like I must do it again. God didn't give it to me just for one place. I try not to repeat, but stuff like this, you have to repeat. I don't know just how i go about it, uh, but I told him, I said, I'm going to make a house. I'm going to make a house with a detachable roof. And down inside this house, when I lift the roof off, I'm going to tell them so we'll just imagine a little house here uh, and the roof off and looking down into the separate rooms, however many rooms I can fit in there properly and make it look right. I'm going to glue the furniture to the floor. And I'm going to go through that house. And and I said, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, right here is where it's happening, right here in this house the Richlands Tabernacle, the Dayton Church, uh, 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 the Louisville Church, uh, the Bond Church, uh, every church that I could name, no use to name them all, you see my point, uh, that church is never, never, never going to get any higher than the families in that church get. No earthly way. If you've got a church having trouble, you've got families having trouble. And in case you... uh, I don't know why I would say such a thing as this, Uh, but you know the reason some people are bored at church? They're bored at the house. There's not anything going on at the house. They're bored stiff. And when things are not sweet, and when things are not congenial, and when there's no harmony and no agreement, and you know just about, just about, now, now I know some of the women might have got offended, but Sister Sue was the back of me over there, and a lot of other women did too, and they couldn't hardly afford to say amen because he was sitting behind them. Uh, but the thing about it is, I said that nearly all church trouble comes from some woman. And church trouble, people that cause trouble at church, and women that cause trouble at church, They don't get along at home. And there's no such thing as a woman causing trouble at church and being under subjection to her husband. Now, don't, don't, uh, amen. Boy, somebody's behind me. i like to blow that machine up on that, didn't I? (laughs) You just mark it down. I guarantee you it'll be some hussy, some battle axe, some Jezebel. Even though she does, she may have on long sleeves, a dress six inches from the floor, hair as long as it'll grow, and a tongue as long as that older. I'm telling you right now, that's the people that does it. I've never seen it fail. Every woman that causes trouble in church, her and her husband do not get along. They're having trouble at the house. And I want to tell you something else. When you've got to, now listen to this. Wash your ears out with what I'm getting ready to say. When you have to go visit somebody every week, and after every service you've got to go out and eat with somebody. I'm I'm not saying fellowship is a good thing. But surely you don't have to go to somebody's house. I'll tell you something else, that's one of the sure signs. That's one of the absolute signs. I ain't never seen that fail either. That's one of the absolute signs uh, that you're having trouble at the house if you've got to always be away from the house. Now, you contradict that with some examples. you think you can, I want to know about it. Any church that just fellowship, 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 whine, competition, one get a new car, another get a new car, another buy a new house, another buy a new house. I don't care how many houses you got and how many cars you got. That ain't none of my business. But when you get a competitive spirit, and people just whisper and talk all the time and tell their own personal business, shut up and leave people alone about their personal business. If they don't ask you something, shut up and stay out of their business. If the Holiness People, some way, could just get some brains. I mean, some brains, if they could just think, it seems to strain them to death to even think. They're in kind of a a limbo about thinking. They can't seem to think. If they did, they'd shut their mouth. Amen. 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 Sure enough. I'm telling you now, bless God, Nick, I know you're really slapping at the house. There's no peace anywhere. Women, uh, women really have to—they really have to take more than men do. They're stronger in some ways. Men would like that. Physically, a man is stronger. You know that he is. If he's not, man, man, what are we going to do? I mean, what are we going to do if the women has to go to plowing the the rototiller and and doing all the gardening and and every single thing? Somebody I've been coming up down that road down there, you know, and sometimes I come, in a little more hurry than Brother Horton is and Mike, Brother Mike and him because they know they're, but now I go and I've got dirt all over the back of my car and somebody wrote on there, please tell Sister Kelly to wash me on the back window. I said, I ain't having that on there. So I got a jug of water out in the brush and washed it off. Leave my car alone. I mean my sister's car alone. Because that embarrasses me. I don't want to wash it yet. I'm going to wash it. I don't want to wash it. Just get dirty again in just a little bit. I'm waiting till this is over. And I'm pulling out of that road. going to go out. And then I'm going to come out slow so it'll be clean. Amen. I'm not getting on you for that. I think it's kind of cute. But what I'm, well, you see what I'm talking about. Amen. Adam and Eve had in Eden a perfect heaven on earth. And that devil come in there and wrecked that home and wrecked the whole universe whenever he'd done it. That old poet, that old old Scottish poet, I think, Robert Burns uh, said, In Eden's bonny god, which meant in the, in the garden of Eden, where lovers first were paired, until you, you old snake drawing dog, until uh, you got in there and you might not I ruined it. And you did. I want to tell you something. We need to understand, bless God, that today the attack of the devil is on the home. You say it's on the church. The, the church is made up of homes. And unless we have a bunch of good homes, uh, we're not going to have a good church. Any church that's having trouble, Bless God, they're having it at the house, too. Burn that phone up, gossip, gossip, sip gossip all day, sipping tea and sipping gossip and lying on the telephone, why don't you learn to shut up? Talk about the children. Uh, Some people have fried preacher for breakfast, baked preacher for dinner, stewed preacher for supper. Then wonder why Peter, Paul, and Mary is not saved. They ain't never gonna get saved till you cut part of your tongue off. They couldn't keep the victory if they did. I've seen families where the devil got in mom and dad and they whined and they whined. I know some preachers. Well, 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 well. I know some I know some turn me up this little. I know some preachers that that are eat up. I said they're just literally. Eat up, ate up, if you want me to say. They're ate up with nonsense because in the mom and dad's house they were always finding fault. What do you want to talk about it all time for? I know a man that can't even go uh, hardly to a fellowship meeting. He's too old to go now, but he's been out of way for 30, or 40 years, whatever. He told me himself, said, I can't even go to a camp meeting without boogering. If you don't know what boogering is, that's a that's uh, that's a, uh, that's a word that,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> amen, that's when you see boogers. That's not there. Amen. See something and it scares them. Well, it doesn't do any good to go home and talk about it all the time and tell the children about it and criticize the preacher because he's not got a perfect church. He wouldn't have one as long as you're in it if he did get everybody else straightened up. Come on now, come on, help the preacher out, praise God. I don't want to hurt you, I'm not trying to hurt you. You know, it just tears wholeness folks up. They're just as carnal as some of the Baptists. Just as carnal, talk about the modern church. Just because you've got on wholeness dress and that's wonderful, I love it, wouldn't, wouldn't want to have it no other way. Uh, but you've got to have it on the inside too. Amen, I said you've got to have it on the inside too. And until we get these things straightened up about home, amen, we're not going to have a victorious church. You can't have the victory at church and not have it at the house. Glory be to God. I said, you can't have it at church and not have it at the house. And if you have it at the house, you'll always have it. You can almost tell when people come in the door. One old brother down in Texas said, said he came to church, he would prayed, got a message, Jim Richardson, I never met nobody like him. I wish you could hear him sometime uh, talk. This is no common old Texas fella. Oh, over in Oklahoma side used to be down in Dallas. Jim Richardson. He said he'd come to church, and when he come in, had his Bible. He met one of the sisters and said, "How's it going?" She went to tell him all of her troubles. I'm telling you, and he went to shake hands with the next one. And time she got there with him, he she said, "Man, you ain't heard nothing yet." And he came to the next one, and she talked so bad. I mean, about how bad it was. And he done prayed through and had a message. And by the time those three women got through with him, shaking hands with him and telling him their trouble, he handed his Bible to his wife and said, Honey, hold this Bible. I'm backslid. I've got to go pray through. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, brother. When you're always down, and you know there are people, my God, they wouldn't have the victory if they could. That's having a real revival one time. as people getting healed in England. Of blindness and disease, and they' come to one woman and said to her, she said they said, "Would you like for us to pray for you that God would heal your eyes?" And she said, "I'll have to think it over. I'd lose my blind pension if I got my eyes healed. That's right, and there's people they don't want to get healed or arthritis. they can't tell when the weather's going to change. They're always down at the mouth, always down, never on top of it. My God. And mama a whining and grapping and snapping it, dad. And dad is snapping it, mom, my God. And the children come up in that, and they are the same way. Have you ever seen, have you ever had any floppers in the church? You know what a flopper is? That's, some, that's somebody come through the door in sections, too lazy to do anything, my God. And, and then flop down on the ch- on the side like that and just sit there the whole service. They won't get up and sing. And the children come in and flop down all over, all behind them. They never do look at the wall. They look at the ceiling. My God, they never get in, and then wonder why the children are going to hell. I'll tell you why they're going to hell. Mom and Dad's got not got enough guts and enough guption to read the Bible and study the Bible and brush their teeth and comb their hair. My God, and take a bath and put on decent clothes my God, have mercy. If we don't get some people that will grow up, I don't know what in the wide world we're going to do. You say you're critical. I hope I'm not. I don't think I am. I just see this. Come on. Let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm here to tell you today, my God, uh, we, need, we need a revolution among the holiest people about sanity. Man. husbands husbands do you realize that all your wife's obedience that you think you got such a right to have do you realize that all of that stems from your love and respect and how you treat her That's the cause of all of it. I mean, my wife and I don't have any trouble because I love my wife. I'm not going to have no affair. You say you can fall. I know I can. Any man can fall. But by the help and grace of God, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. You know why? I got so much respect for my wife. My wife has been so good to me. We love one another so much that we talk things over so much. I ain't going to have no affair because I'd probably talk to her about it and she won't give me her permission. I mean, that's how well we get along. We're not going to have no trouble. Amen. I'll tell you what, sisters, why don't you try it sometime? If you are having trouble, if you're not, just go right on and do what uh, what you're doing and everything will be all right if you just keep adding to it. Just keep on adding to it. And be subject to your husband. I said be subject to him. And husband, you love him so much and treat him so good. If a woman knows how to handle a man, I'm not talking about dictate to him and some battle act that's always griping about something and nagging about something. Be so good to him and he'll appreciate that so much. And if he says, let's do this, and you don't think it's a thing to do if you want to go in some business or something like that just tell him say honey you're the head of the house and if you feel like that's what we ought to do and you want to do that uh, then you just go right ahead and do it i, I i'm your wife you're you're, you're over me i'm going to be submissive to you if we lose everything we got in this deal you're trying to do and you're going to mortgage a place and all that if we lose all this, we'll just go back to a one-room house somewhere. It'll scare the daylights out of it. He'll say, honey, sit down, and let's talk this over. If you just say, man, it will. It'll scare him so bad, he'll be begging you to try to advise him on that. Just tell him, say, you're, you're responsible. I realize your awful responsibility, and you're responsible for us. And, and, and if that's what you want to do, I'll just go with you. If you lose your shirt, I'll still love you. He'll say, honey, I reckon we ought to do this. That's right. Amen. Yeah, because really he is. He's over you. I said he's over you. How many of you have, have heard that tape by E.V. Hill that preached his wife's funeral, baby? You remember that? Man, if you haven't heard that, you need to get that from somebody. Praise God. I'll tell you, 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 you tell that woman every day that you love her, you treat her so good, uh, that she can tell that you do you know there's uh there's uh there's feelings about people you know women women uh amen <laughs> you know you know you know matthew you're young you know yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> amen and brother john you know you know yourself at the that, that women, they, they like, for you, they like for you to touch them. Uh, really, they do. They, they like for you to touch them, and people ought, people ought to go down the road. My wife and I drive down the road a lot of times holding hands and, in town, and you say, what's the matter, you, you old goat? I'll have you know I'm not a goat. <laughs> Bless God. You may think it's all over for me, but you don't know nothing about anything. That's the trouble of you. Let me tell you something. you got to keep this thing going, and that's what's the matter. A lot of people, you know what? Uh, A a lot of men, I don't want to be too plain here now, but you know a lot of men, their wife is nothing to them. I said she's nothing. She ain't nothing in the world but a sex object and a slave. That's all in the world she is, and he don't want her to do anything. He doesn't want her to have anything. He just wants her there whenever he needs her, and that's a low-down shame. It ain't no wonder. I'm going to tell you something. There's been people that lost their wife. I know a man. Your wife, in case you didn't know it, is all you've got. I mean, that's all you've got. My wife uh, seen a long time ago uh, whenever her sister Betty and Bob was married and she seen uh, that everything in the house uh, was centered around those two boys. Uh, uh, Keith and and Kenneth, around those two boys. We're going to let this be the boys. And everything was centered around those two boys. Whatever they wanted to do, that's what they done. All the time, and my wife said, I know what's going to happen. Some of these days, Ke- uh, Keith's going to be gone, and he's gone, and Kenneth's going to be gone, and he's gone, and Bob and Betty is divorced. And my wife said, I've seen that's what's going to happen, and said, I ain't going to let that happen to me. And you know what? To her, to her, I don't mean nothing to you. I understand that. I don't mean nothing to you in that aspect. Uh, but to my wife, I am the king
1: of all
0: You might say, Well, you 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 ain't you ain't you ain't, I don't need to be nothing to you.
1: I ain't nothing to you.
0: I've had a pastor or two made up in my life, they had good taste, but the thing about it is I won't tell you something. I ain't interested. Amen. You hear me? My wife thinks I'm something, and I'm not going to undeceive her neither. Amen.
1: <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Our home is a little heaven. Our children are all gone now, and we've got uh, uh, we've got uh, uh, grandchildren. And I just happened to have, I just happened to have a picture of my first great grandyoungin. I just happened to have it. I look at it nearly every day. I hope God lets us keep the little uh, little girl. She is a sweetest thing. I tell you, I love children. Everybody that gets along at the house loves children. If you ever see somebody that doesn't have no time for children, there's something going on on the inside that guy's gizzard in his soul that's a warping him. He's not a good man. I said he's not a good man. He does not really love Jesus half as much as he thinks he does if he don't love children. Bless God, old Mike, old Mike Roberts. Uh, Brother Mike, one of the most precious men I've ever met in my life he is crazy about his wife I mean he's spaced out and that's the way I am he I mean he loves that girl he loves that woman and he brags on Ralph Horton and Doris Horton and he told it Bristol. he said I'll tell you one thing they did they raised some daughters that he went to bragging on them buddy I uh, bless God I won't tell you son you, you you go to running Ralph Horton down you ain't get to word with it uh, he, his wife Doris and him. They raised uh, some of the best children in the world. They are clean. They are upright. Hallelujah to God. I'm here to tell you uh, that uh, you just don't get no place talking about people like that. I'm not going to listen to you. Amen. Praise God. Women. I got I got a little few notes there. Women, don't never nag your husband. I said, don't never nag your husband. Respect him. Praise God, you can have him eating out of your hand. I mean, he'll do anything for you. It may take a little while, and when people first get married, it takes some. It takes some real doing. I won't tell you right now. It takes some real doing. And there's not anything that's any more important than who you marry. Don't you dare, girls, don't you dare go with a boy that's not saved. And boys, don't you dare go with a girl that's not saved. If you're not saved, you get saved. You're hunting trouble if you don't. And don't you even go out with a sinner girl. I don't care how pretty she is. That ain't worth a nickel if they're not pretty on the inside. You'll be like a... You'll be like that boy that married that girl because she could play a piano. And he woke up one morning, there she was, or her hair all messed up and and, and, and morning breath and no telling what else and, and looks so pitiful there. And he, he married her because she could play. And he said, Honey, get up and play the piano. Let me tell you something. You're going to mess around, amen, and find out what you got into. Hallelujah to God. It's a whole lot better to want something and can't have it than it is to have it and can't get rid of it. Some girls marry some rat, amen, uh, because they think they're going to be an old maid. It's a whole lot 10,000 times better to be an old maid than to be married to some devil that'll blow smoke in your face and come in half drunk and bring a disease in on you. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not it's not the worst reproach in the world not to be married. You know, why, you know why the women ain't uh, hadn't got a husband? We ain't got enough real men in the churches uh, to get them one. There's not enough men. You go out here and marry some worldly girl, you're going to get what you jolly well deserve. And there's people in hell right now. There's millions of people in hell right now. Wherever in the world hell is, and however large it is, there are millions of people uh, that are in hell, and they went to hell because they married wrong. I said they went to hell because they married wrong. And there has been men that lost their wife. There used to be a family of people used to go to church there uh, where I pastored a long time, only a long time before. I don't think the church was even there then named Weaver. Old John Quincy Weaver, shouting preacher. If one ever lived, he finally compromised, lost the victory, I guess died modern. But there was a time when we were tried. But his wife never would be holiness, never would live it, compromise all around, but they had some uh, some daughters. And I mean one of them. They, they ain't no way for a woman to be no prettier than that woman was. I was just a child, but I remember her. And I'm telling you right now, that woman was beautiful. I mean beautiful. And she married an old boy. Uh, and I think his name was Joe Hodges, and, and, and he was mean to her. He treated her like a dog. Uh, he wouldn't respect her, and, and, and she was a, a good girl, really a, really a good girl, and you know what? He would, and, and, but she got tired of it, and one day she disappeared. He liked to went crazy, and you know what? She went to the West Coast and hid out, and he never did find her. That's been 40 years or more ago, and he never did find her, Let me tell you something, Martha Weaver left him, bless God, and I will tell you something, if you're not good to a woman, and woman, if you're not good to a man, you may think I've seen people lose their wife or their husband because they thought, well, we don't believe in divorce, and we don't believe in second marriage, and we don't believe in leaving each other, Uh, but that don't make no difference. You get somebody mad enough, they've not got any sense. You don't brush your teeth and comb your hair and shave and dress up and stand up and quit fooling around. I'm telling you, that woman will leave you. Some of these men has got breath. almost give a maggot the colic. I will to tell you something, brother. Why in the world don't you clean up? Bless God. It just be about like kissing a mule as to kiss some of them. You say, well, Cox, don't don't talk so plain. Don't talk so plain. Plain, nothing, man. It's a happening. If we don't get something to go in here and get some people with some sense and some manners, there's going to be some more divorces. And I know there is. There's going to be anyway. Uh, but it does not have to be you. Give me, give me just a little bit more volume, please. Just a little. I don't want this thing to squeal, but I want you to hear me. Amen. Let me tell you something. We can't stand many more reproaches. There's young people now that are just about, they're just about to kill them. We can't stand no more. And I'll tell you, sister, something. I won't tell you something. The Bible. Somebody asked me the other day about 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 showing uh, uh, some standard for for holiness, people, uh, and 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 the ministry and and different things. I can't answer it all. Uh, but let me let me read you a little bit more right here before I launch out into this one. Uh, Paul said I will therefore that men pray everywhere that's in second first Timothy 2 and uh, and uh, and eight lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting and we got too much of that in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel now then now then I said now then People like to say, especially people that don't want to really wear enough clothes, they like to say, what is modesty? Well, let me tell you something. You women know what modesty is. Don't start that tummy rot with me. You know what modesty is. You need a brain transplant if you ain't got no more sense than to think that you can sit around with your knees bare and tell me you don't know what modesty is. Don't come to me that stuff. You know that a low low neck dress is immodest. You know that 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 a mosquito bar window curtain a dress that you can see through is not modest. Now I don't you know it. Don't tell me you don't know it. I know you do. And it's the it's the it's the it's the, it's the spirit and the temper and the attitude of a pure prostitute for a woman to wear a dress above her knees. I know you can't get too plain, but I won't tell you something. You women, you women, you talk about the men and how the men are lustful. Well, I won't tell you something. You're not a kidding nobody if you don't put on clothes. I never said you had to have your sleeves plumbed down to your wrist and a dress are reaching your ankles. I wish we did live in a time like that. I really do. Men don't have any respect for women. No, they don't. You say, well, well, Cox. You ain't got no business talking about stuff like that. No, of course not. Let them go to the newsstand and see there and find out there. Bless God, I'm here to tell you today, we need a generation of people, no matter what anybody else says about them, that will put on clothes. And some of these affairs, I'm not saying every bit of it. I'm not blaming the women for everything. I'm a hundred miles from it. There's not nothing ever been created that can take the place of a good woman. They are the most precious thing that God ever made for man. There's nothing can equal a good woman. Her price is far above rubies. There's absolutely, there are men would give, almost give every dime they had uh, to have a woman like you've got and you sat around and not appreciate her. I'm telling you, you are making a bad mistake. in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety." What is shamefacedness? What is sobriety? I don't know that I could absolutely define that, but shamefacedness probably means Bashful, shy, withdrawn from men. Sobriety is uh, synonymous, if not the same thing as soberness. Don't be asking for trouble. If a man says to you, "Let's, uh, let's get together, say, I'm married. Well, that doesn't matter. It matters to me. I'm not only married, I'm a child of God. People just don't think anything anymore, to be honest with you. They just don't think anything anymore about sexual evil. They just don't. I mean it. They don't. They just do it and go right on. Wipe their mouth and say, I've not done a thing wrong. Oh, God help me. God help me. God help me. You can stop some of this, girls. If a boy, don't you go with a boy? It's not saved no way. I said, don't you go with it. Be like that girl that took that guy to church and said, "How'd you like the service?" He said, "I didn't like it." She said, "Bye." I said, "What do you mean?" I said, "That's the way I intend to live." Bye and left him. If he wants to park in a, on a dark road someplace and say, "Unless me and you, may say no." No, if he even wants to park on a dark road somewhere, you say you take me to the house. Yes, sir. And don't you never go with him again. You, 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 you got to be smart, too. And you've got to tell him. There's a lot of women, there's a lot of women, if they'd have said to the man, no, 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 no. I, 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 I want, I want to make love, say him, No. No, you're not going to make love to me. You're going to take me to the house. Let your fingernails grow out about, about at least an eighth of an inch. And if he says, you, you tell him, you say, listen, buddy, I'll claw your eyes right out of your head if you don't take me home. And you keep them sharp and get you a good metal comb. And I mean fix it. And say, so you either take me to the house or I'll ventilate you, with what I'll do to you. Bless God, I mean it.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. Yes, sir. I mean, if you, you, need to, you need to learn this a little bit. The first place, you ain't got no business out there. And if somebody tries to kidnap you, bless God, I mean, if you get a chance you hit him in the throat. As hard as you can hit him, I mean, if you have to kill him, you get out there because he's going to kill you. He's going to rape you, and he's going to kill you. I'm telling you right now, it's not a sin to fight if you're fighting for your life. Hit him where it hurts, kick him where it hurts.